we are raw and real mothers sharing our struggles, triumphs, and everything in between. We are all about being authentic and sharing who we are. None of us have it all together. We know how hard motherhood is. We also know how joyful motherhood is. We're here to grow with you. We're here to empower and support each other. As we share our hearts, we become stronger. Our stories bring us together. The mother heart is within every woman. Hello, everybody. This is Janessa with The Mother Heart. And here tonight, we have Kylie and Shayla, Anna Maria, Shirley, and myself, Janessa. And we tonight are going to be talking about um, how important mothers are and mothering and also how to enjoy being a mother, how to have joy and enjoy that process. And, you know, <clears throat> and, and part of the reason that I wanted to talk about this was because um, I have a friend and I, I've heard it from actually a number of friends where they want to be a mom and they, and they have kids, <clears throat> but they have felt like they really liked having a career. I have a friend, um, a particular friend, and she had a career before she got married and started having kids. And she's like, I, I've had a really hard time loving motherhood and being mm. home with my kids. Like, she's like, I loved having that career. And so it does feel like a sacrifice sometimes to stay at home with your kids. <clears throat> um, and even if you're out working or doing other things, it is a sacrifice to have kids. And um, and so sometimes it almost feels like a burden um, and we forget about the joy and the amazingness it is to be a mother. Um, and so I was just thinking about, you know, how, what, how can we find that joy if we're not feeling it in the mm -hmm. moment, right? Because we all go through those times when we feel like, oh, man, I love being a mom. This is so awesome. And other times where we're like... Uh, can I please have a career, just go back to work or go to school or something? Because Somewhere I, where I'm appreciated, just a little bit. That's right. Yeah. You know, I think the payoff of, of mothering is sometimes really far in the future. So mm -hmm. some of the payoff anyway. So I guess that's kind of why I was thinking about that. It's like, I definitely go through that where I'm like, uh, I'm not loving this. And so what can we do? That's kind of what I want to talk about. What are some things that each of you do when you're feeling that, when you're feeling like, oh, this isn't my favorite? What do you do to help bring that joy and enjoyment back to your mothering? Um, I'm in like a unique situation right now, at least for myself. Uh, I've been a mostly a stay-at-home mom for my oldest is 12. And recently I went back to school and I'm currently um, in school full time. And so I've actually been thinking about like similar on, along the, these lines of like how to find joy um, as a mother and joy in that process and also how to make time. And um, one thing that has really um, been in my mind lately is how important it is to nurture and feed the mother's soul, like your own self, so that you can um, give more back to your children. And that doesn't necessarily mean you need to like, you know, go to school full-time or have a full-time job or um, like be away from your children um, for, you know, so many hours in a day. But it does mean taking time to feed your soul to grow mm -hmm. to develop your talents because you can't really give love when you're empty mm -hmm. and so um and it may seem counterintuitive for some like well could you know like i don't know i used to feel selfish feeding my soul or like fulfilling those needs or trying to develop my own self but i realized mm -hmm. that how can i one i'm my kids learn to um develop themselves by watching me develop myself um and if I'm happier then my joy with my children will be greater and my time spent with them will be happier as well so I think yeah just um taking time for ourselves whatever that looks like helps us to have more joy when we are with our children yeah I love that 
think that's so important. Make sure that you're you're loving life and you're feeling joy and you're filling your own cup so that then you can be joyful with your children. I think that's awesome. And I, I think our children watch us carefully. I remember watching my own mom when I was young and every night I would she'd get in bed and I'd see her open her scriptures. So I would do the same thing. I'd get in bed right with her and open my scriptures. And at the time, I didn't know in the scriptures like that line that goes down the middle that you're not supposed to cross it. You're just supposed to go down the column. And I would read across the line and have no idea what I was reading. <laughs> but I That's did cute. that because I thought, well, you we have to read from left to right all the way. But um, so I thought I was, I just wanted to be just like her. And so our children do watch us and they, they love us and we love them. And so, yeah. I love that. We're example. Right. So we're like teaching our kids how to live a happy life, essentially with our own actions if they're watching us and we're teaching through our actions so that's a tall order (laughs) yeah yeah as a mother like okay am I happy like am I doing the things that would help me have joy so that eventually they know how to you know live as an adult and how to adult with joy because I know it's really stressful like I have a 19 year old daughter who's learning how to adult and it's a challenge and it's like Mm -hmm. okay you know just helping her and like okay how do you have joy and how do you find a balance between like doing all the stuff you have to do and then doing things that you know fill your cups and help you feel happy and fulfilled yeah I definitely think that's a challenge one of the things that that I've noticed so I think when my older ones were younger I did better at like playing with my kids that's something that I feel like we need to do more. That's how I feel joy with my kids. When I'm when I'm really worried about making sure that the house is perfectly clean and everything is in its spot and whatnot and organized and getting all the to-do stuff done. All the adulting. Right, all the adulting <laughs> part of it. Then I feel like, okay, then my kids are just a burden because they're making more messes and more things for me to do, right? Yes. And so then, yeah. then I'm more angry and, you know, irritable with mm-hmm. them. But when I put all that kind of aside and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to play with my kids. I'm going to go up, jump on the tramp with them. We're going to bounce this, hall, this ball <laughs> down the hallway and we're, you know, we're going to whatever, ride our bikes around the dining room table. Then, you know... It's so much more fun. I find more joy with my children when I'm playing with them and and I kind of just take some of that stuff off the to-do list and, you know, mm-hmm. know that the house isn't going to be picture perfect and it's okay. But that's that's one thing that I've noticed is I have to shorten my to-do list and put the kids in first place. Like they're more important than the cleaning. Mm-hmm. In the sense that not that the cleaning isn't important, but that they're more important than that. And mm-hmm. so put them in that first place in my priority list and make sure I take time to play with them and spend time with them. So mm-hmm. I love that. Have you guys heard that? It's a country song, and in it says, you're going to miss this. You're going to wish these days mm-hmm. were here. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes I, I will yeah. play that song to remind myself, like, how important this moment is with mm-hmm. my kids and mm-hmm. to remind myself that time is fleeting and they're going to grow up one day and maybe I'm frustrated with the messy house but one day I'm going to look back there was um an older wo- woman in my ward um uh, sorry there's an older woman in my neighborhood and um she shared a picture one day of a messy living room and um, said that her grandkids had been there and how she wished her living room could be messy more often. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me that, it gave me that perspective that, um, like you said, Janessa, what really matters is these amazing children mm-hmm. who are growing in our homes and being able to be in the moment and spend time with them. Yeah. Did you have something? Um, yeah. Um, something that I've been learning recently, and I, I don't have all the answers here, and I'm still trying to implement these things, but I think there's this almost like stigma or mentality about being a mom where you kind of have to give up your almost your identity mm-hmm. to be a mom 
Um, and something that I've just like, something that's like clicked for me recently um, is my kids will be happy doing the things that I want to do too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So not just giving up what I like and, you know, like things that um, are for me for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one example, I love Harry Potter. Love Harry Potter. <laughs> the movies, the books, everything. And I have started reading the Harry Potter books with my oldest two girls. Um, so not all of my kids are exactly age level for that. But um, we've started reading the books just a chapter a night. And that's something that my mom actually used to do with me. And they love it. And they they love spending that time with me and, and um, reading a book that I genuinely love and we've turned it into um so when we when we finish a book we will celebrate by watching the movie that corresponds with the book Mm -hmm. that we just read and we will make some sort of treat that's themed but it's just simple just reading like I could be reading all of these picture books and bedtime stories and um, but no, I, I read Harry Potter because it's something that I like to read and it's a story that I love and is also nostalgic for me because I loved it when I was a kid. But we don't always have to sacrifice the things that we love. Like our kids will find joy doing the things that we find joy in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. rather than giving it up, like giving it stupid, to them. Like go, yeah. giving it to them. Going down yeah. to their level, like sometimes we can bring them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Like Going that. off of what you said, Shayla, I was just thinking along the same lines that some of the most joyful moments as a mother have been when I shared things I've loved with them, like watercolor, nature, music. Those moments are what stand out in my mind where I saw their faces light up, and it's like the first time they experienced those things. I could see that they felt the same joy I was feeling, and so... Motherhood can be beautiful, and there's always a paradox in all things. Motherhood can also be so hard and so full of trials. And I feel like sometimes um, as a mother, we have past traumas and wounds that come through that weren't healed as children. And our children somehow bring back those memories and that pain that needs to be healed. And I think... If we can look at um, when that pain does come through, if we can look at that pain as a gift rather than a burden, then it can be transformed through the power of Christ. Because um, the pain is only there to teach us and to give us an understanding of who we really are. Mm-hmm. And it's a long process, motherhood. Motherhood refines us and helps us to become as a child again, but it also helps us to become our best and highest selves. Yeah. I love that. With, um, what is that saying? Um, like the greater the trial, the greater the joy, right? All great, all great things um, have to come with a price. And so I think that is why motherhood is and can be so joyful because it does require so much of us and yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry looking for oh, oh yeah I have something um, that I wanted to share so there was a podcast uh, I hosted quite a while ago <laughs> that was about um, oh gosh the assertiveness guide for women by Julie mm-hmm. de Azevedo Hanks mm-hmm. and she talks about her definition of motherhood which I really love and she says that Motherhood isn't a role; it's a relationship. Oh, and like and so um, by reframing what motherhood is to me um, as a relationship with each of my children, like that in its in and of itself brings more joy mm-hmm. to me because it's a unique thing. What does my relationship look like with each of my kids? Well, they're all unique, so my relationship with each of them is going to be unique. Um, 
and how are we building that relationship? Um, so yeah, I've had a lot of thoughts as everybody's been talking, so um, might be a little random here, but I was just thinking about like how, what, it, what is a relationship? Well, it's reciprocal, right? It's not like one person's taking the whole time and the, while the other person is giving the whole time. And I mean, granted, like when our kids are really little, like they need a lot of stuff and they're not able to give much. But as they get older, you know, they are able to reciprocate more. So I'll just share like an example of like, you know, bringing my kids into the things that I, um, I love in my life and I love music. Um, <clears throat> And I play the clarinet. So almost two years ago, I joined um, an orchestra, community orchestra, playing the clarinet. And so I make my family come to all of the concerts, whether they necessarily <laughs> love it or not. <laughs> sure, it's awesome. Yep. And, um, <clears throat> you know, like my older son, who's 17, he, he like... He actually used one of the concerts as one of his, like, school assignments. He had to go to a cultural event, and I'm like, awesome. Like, you know, this is is awesome. So anyway, yeah, so, like, as the kids get older, like, they can reciprocate more, too, and and sharing each other's, like, gifts and interests. So I have this quote that I was just thinking back what Kylie was saying about, you know, if, if you want your children to, to feel joy and if you want joy in mothering, you need to just be feeling joy in general, right? And yeah. um, so this, I like this quote. It's by Marlene Peterson. Um, she's actually started a, an organization called The Well-Educated Heart, and you can find her website online. But she says, feed your heart. I can't emphasize this enough. If you want your children to sing while they work, you sing while you work. They need to work beside you so they can see what you're doing. They don't instinctively know how to organize toys. If you want them to love beautiful music, let them see you loving beautiful music. If you want them to love reading, let them see you reading. If you want them to keep a nature journal, let them see you keep a nature journal. Show them, don't tell them. Their hearts don't understand telling. So I love that. You know, that kind of encompasses all the things we were saying, just, you know, do the things that we love and allow them to be part of that. And I love that. And what better way to build common ground to where you can build the foundation of your relationship upon by having those um, things in common? Yeah, Mm -hmm. totally. There's a book that I read several years ago that has always um, come back to my memory here in there every once in a while and it's called hunter gather parent and in it um so there's this the author um traveled around the world to remote um places where um the lifestyle had been um relatively unaffected by modern society mm-hmm. and um what she noticed was um there weren't a million toys for the children. Um, the children from infancy were most interested in participating in the things that their parents were doing. That is actually what they craved and wanted. Um, and they found joy in that. And the parents brought them into their lives. They didn't push them aside and say, oh, no, you go play with your toys. You go do this. Mm-hmm. They would put the you know, put the baby on the counter as soon as they could and give them a, a, a ball of dough to learn to start making tortillas or whatever it was. And um, they would bring them to work and uh, with them. And I know our culture is such that it may be difficult to, like, bring our children into everything we're doing, but that has always impressed me. And when I was reading that book, I decided to be a little more brave and, like, practice what this book was preaching and I started I stopped telling my kids to clean the house I stopped inviting them to clean Mm -hmm. the house Um, and I just started cleaning with joy and letting them watch me and be a part of me Mm -hmm. and a few days later my daughter was organizing the drawers and the kitchen (laughs) and like I'd never seen her do that and she there was just this huge shift in her from me silencing that authoritative mm-hmm. self and just kind of 
saying, hey, this is my world. I love this world. And this brings me joy. And you're allowed to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's, it's a cool book um, with some interesting perspectives. What was mm-hmm. the name of that book? Hunter, Gather, Parent. Okay. It is by uh, M- Micheline. I cannot read the small handwriting. <clears throat> well, I was just thinking about. Um, I, I heard this, and I don't. I can't quote it, but I just remember hearing somebody discuss this about how how important it is for parents to have important things that they do. Like if you're, and, and a lot of times as mothers, we feel like we have to give ourselves up. We have to give everything up so that we can focus on them and, and take care of all of their needs and stuff. But the problem with that is that they're trying to copy us, right? They want, mm-hmm. to, they want to emulate what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, if what we're doing is focusing all of our energy on them, then what are they going to start doing? Focusing all of their energy on themselves, right? Is that really who we want them to be? <laughs> you know, like, and and you know, maybe some of the the issues that we've had with um, kids that are selfish or entitled or whatever might be because they had such wonderful mothers and fathers who were trying to do everything for them mm. that they misunderstood the cues, and so. An important thing that we can be doing is doing important things, going out and being part of the world and trying to make our communities better and our world better and, you know, going after and trying to develop our skills and our talents and helping the neighbor and and serving because then they'll see us doing those things and think, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do as an adult. That's how I adult Mm -hmm. rather than, oh, you know, they all just want to do everything for me and so and think about me all the time so that's what I should be doing is thinking about me all the time right (laughs) no no that's not what we want to teach the kids and so I think that we can have a lot of wonderful things outside of mothering and that's healthy not only for us but also for the kids to see so I thought that was really awesome because you know I always felt like oh I have to give everything up and just kind of focus completely on my kids and and then resentment sets in, for me at least. Very quickly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm like giving, 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 and then there's that entitlement that comes along with it for the children. And then yes. I'm like, what did I do wrong? How did yes. I raise these human beings like this? Yes. Yeah. And then one day it clicked that I needed to do family work. So if I'm in the kitchen cleaning up after dinner, everyone's in the kitchen cleaning up after dinner. If I'm making a meal and the boys are available... They're helping me as well. Mm-hmm. So family yeah. work is huge. I think it helps us to unlearn a lot of the selfish tendencies we have in this culture and to rely and count on each other. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's huge for sure. That's one thing that I've been trying to do with my children is have us all work together. And um, we had this discussion a while back, like, my oldest son feels upset because he ends up doing a lot more of the work than some of the younger kids because Mm -hmm. he's more capable. And I said, you know, first off, you know, I give you, I delegate these different areas. So we, when we're cleaning, we, like I, I'm doing the dishes, somebody's cleaning off the table, somebody's picking up the living room, right? Because otherwise they fight. They're not helping. They're not doing so. They each have their own jobs. Yes, that works better. I yes. found as well. <laughs> you focus on your job. Yeah. Don't worry about the other kid in their job. Yeah, but then once they're done, then I'm like, okay, well, now who else can you help? Let's all help each other because guess what? We're all a team. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's us against the, the mess yes. in the house. And so <laughs> let's all work together. And guess what? Sometimes there are VIPs, people, the very important person that – the all-star that can do more than everyone else. And (laughs) we love those people. And sometimes there's the bench sitters that really can't help that much. But everyone's important to the team. And you want to be a VIP. You want to be the one that's (laughs) capable of doing extra, not the one that's sitting on the bench. So, you know, don't think of it when you're doing having to do more than the, the next person that it's a bad thing. That that just means that you're the VIP and, and you know, who doesn't want to be a VIP? So That's right. I like that. <laughs> the all-star, the MVP, right? So, 
Um, anyway, so I think that's important to have them help for sure. Okay. So the author of the book, I'm probably going to say the name wrong, but it's Micheline Duclef. Duclef? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I would say Micheline Duclef. There you go. So Hunter, Gather, Parent by Micheline Duclef. Okay, go check that out. That sounds interesting. Hmm. Oh, it was free when I purchased it. Like, So you can search the web and see if you can download an ebook. Um, free. They also have an audiobook that I think you can purchase. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all of your ideas. So the next um, thing that I want to talk about, we still have more time, um, is why mothers are so important. Like, why are mothers so important? I feel like our society right now, like, a career is awesome and, and so... Uh, and I think it would, it's great that women go and then they have these awesome careers. I'm not saying don't. But I guess uh, as part of that, somehow when women felt like, oh, yeah, let's go back and have careers and stuff, then that, that negative connotation of, oh, and staying at home as a mother is not as good, right? It's not, or, or even just being a mother in general. And so... I just kind of want to go back to, like, why is being a mother? Why is that so important? Like, you know, um, how important is it to be a mother? Because I, I know I do that sometimes. I'm like, oh, man, I, I want to feel like I'm important, and I want to go have this great career and have the accolades of, of the world, and that's wonderful. Um, but so how important is motherhood as well? I guess that's my question. <laughs> So well, both are important. It's just what what is needful and what do you value for you know your life and for your family. Both things can be important, I guess. But right. yes, I agree. I agree. <laughs> right. So you can have a career yeah. and and get that, and that's an, uh, awesome, and yeah. do that. And then being a mother is also like also it, it doesn't have to be one or the Either other, or, right? Yeah, yeah you don't have to like you know. I think that's the key thing mm -hmm. is. Well, and we already talked about, you know, nurturing the mother. Um, and I think too often we think that it is it is black and white, one or the other. We can either be a mother or, or we can go and pursue some kind of career. But I think it's it comes down to intention. And I've had to think about this a lot because uh, going to school um, was actually for me a sacrifice. Um, well, it probably is for everyone, but in the sense of, I wanted to be home with my children. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it felt really, it has been a different experience because I've longed to be with my children when I'm away at school. Um, but to answer the question of why is motherhood so important, uh, children are born with an, an maternal, an attachment to a mother. I mean, from the moment they're in the womb, they are developing an attachment. And as they, they, their life often is dependent upon that mother and cannot um, be fulfilled by any other being. Um, even I know that um, some women breastfeed and some um, provide Honestly. nourishment through yeah other means. And even still, um, there is a certain attachment that these children come into the world having with their mother, and it just is not replaceable. And so that is why motherhood is so important. It's it's something that is eternal, that has always been. I We have always been mothers, I believe, before our children came into our arms. And they feel that, and they know that, and we know that and if we um, are present to that, the feelings inside of us, which um, I know that there are challenges with postpartum depression and different um, situations that can make it difficult to feel that connection with, um, with a child. Um, there can also be challenges with the child, maybe with certain medical conditions that may make it difficult for them to have an attachment, but in a general sense, and even even with those difficulties, there is still that fundamental need. 
And when the child is provided with that secure attachment, that secure attachment as they grow up and mature and become adults ends up um, ends up being the model for which they attach to other people and in other relationships. Mm, yeah. And so it's very important to create um, an, a, a secure one. attachment with your child um, because it changes their life. And uh, I'm definitely, I don't think there's such thing as a perfectly secure attachment, though. I think right. that's important to understand. I'm definitely not a perfect example of a secure <laughs> attachment because I'm human. Yes. And so that's just impossible. But it does help when there is that consistent connection with a parent. And I'll just say one more thing. Um, so when I was younger, my mother was... Um, sick and not doing well um, for a few periods of my life and I was not with her and um, I longed to be with her no matter what the circumstances were no matter how she was whether she could care for me or not it, it didn't change that attachment that I had with her I longed to be with her and I've thought about that a lot throughout my life and just how irreplaceable she is as my mother, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of what circumstances she or any mother is going through. Uh, I think it's important to remember as mothers, our value and worth, not just as human beings, but as mothers, we are irreplaceable. I know I've said that probably 5,000 times. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Someone else talk. <laughs> Well, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about, too, is just that, you know, I mean, I just remember as a kid having these big ideas. I want to, like, help change the world and make it a better place and all this stuff. And, and at first, you know, when I went to college, I was like, oh, yeah, that's through politics. I need to go into politics and government and, you know, change the world that way, change the policies and, and the leadership. And then I was like... Then as I, as I progressed through my um, bachelor's degree, I, I realized, well, actually, you know, I would do better if I went into education because, you know, educating the, the young people that are coming up, you know, then I can help form the, like, the good ideas that will help change the world, right, mm -hmm. and have more of an impact that way. And then as I've become a mother, I realized, oh, well, actually, <laughs> if I want to change the world, then I can start right here in my own home and help my children, like you said, have that secure attachment, have that confidence and, you know, that um, stable foundation so that then they can and, and share those great ideas. But, but really, it's even the, deeper than that. It's that emotion and, and that security so that they have the confidence to go out and change the world. So really, mothers, and I've read quotes, and I was trying to find the one I was thinking of, but um, I've heard quotes that, you know, if you want to change the world, then become a mother and teach your children because that's mm -hmm. the mothers are the ones that, that hold that power. And I was like, wow, that's really cool because, you know, sometimes I feel like, uh, all I do is do dishes and clean up, you know, do poopy diapers and stuff. And so I feel like, you know, it's not glamorous work. And am I actually making a difference? But we are. It is. It's so important. And we are making a difference. So anyway, that was my thought. Yeah. And I, I believe the most important thing we, thing we do for our children is to teach our children how to love who they are. Um, because we model and show that by loving who we are. And it's really hard at times to, to do that and to show that example. Um, I believe we came from heaven and all we knew was love. So when we came to earth and we were placed into our mother's arms for the first time, we still had that instant connection of love. And um, as we grow and we face challenges, we separate somewhat from that love, but we always expect to come back to our mother's arms and to feel protected and safe again. Mm -hmm. um, I also, and so that's why I believe um, mothers are so vital and important. We teach our children love, what real love is. And um, 
and I help follow. them experience it, right? Right, yeah. And then they can carry that on to their children. And we model that. We show our children we can have hard times, and yet we can still, despite the hard times, we can still value who we are and love ourselves mm-hmm. and carry on. Just love them despite unconditionally, despite the things that they might do as teenagers, despite things that can go wrong. Keep showing love, keep showing up for them, and they will know who they are. That's, for me, the biggest takeaway as a mother is to model that so that they can be strong adults. Um, And I follow this um, woman on Instagram, and her account is called Simply On Purpose, and she's an expert on parenting, and her name is Ralphie Jacobs. Um, And she says that the number one thing she could do as a parent is to look for the good good in her children. Mm, And so if we can constantly have that on our mind and in our hearts and watch our children and see the good they're doing, then that voice that wants to nag at them and wants to, like, you know, criticize or whatever will be subdued if we're on the lookout for what's good in them. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. We are all good. We're all mothers, and it is hard, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I had a thought. Um, As far as thinking about our own mothers, if maybe we didn't feel like we were mothered very well or whatever. Like, I just have a question. I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that at all, but I just thought about, like, my belief in heavenly mother, um, a perfect mother, I guess, (laughs) right, Um, helps me kind of um, overcome, I guess, any kind of disappointment or lack in the idea of like, you know, okay, my own mother might be imperfect or whatever, but I have this heavenly mother who has this perfect love for me. And that is what I can strive to emulate, you know, in my own relationships with my children with as a mother. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just had that thought that I wanted to throw out there if anybody yeah. wanted to add to that. That is what gives me hope as a mother. Like, mm-hmm. whoo, okay, I'm not perfect, but somebody else you know, has got this figured out. And for me, um, it also comes down to uh, what I believe in um, Jesus Christ and um, that he is my savior and that he can heal all wounds, he can heal all wrongs, and all things can be made right. And so when I'm worrying and wondering how to be a mother, I remember that and I try to teach my children that so that hopefully they can forgive me for being imperfect um, but that so they can learn that for themselves too as they grow and develop and realize that yeah it's just like an unrealistic expectation to think that any of us or anyone else can be perfect but it doesn't mean that we don't hurt from some of those imperfect behaviors Mm -hmm. um, that we or others um, enact um, and so yeah, that I love that imagery though of a heavenly mother because mm-hmm. too often, I mean, we hear so much about a heavenly father mm-hmm. um, in as um, in uh, Christian faith culture, but it's it, it's very it's not discussed enough whether there is a heavenly mother and. Uh, I, that does give me comfort to realize that there is another mother who understands and who has figured it out. Not figured it out like, oh, I, you know, I'm, I'm perfect. Like, it's, I don't know. I feel like the word perfect sometimes can have this, con- like, negative. Yeah, negative connotation, connotation. Like, oh, you know, like the box is perfectly square and everything is just right and there's no smudges or anything. But, Heavenly Father's or Heavenly Mother's perfection probably encompasses paint and messes, and that's probably mm-hmm. part of you know the the joy and the perfection um, that she has. I've learned. come to understand over the years of reading scriptures that when it says "Be therefore perfect, even as I am perfect," is to love as Christ loves. Mm-hmm. Perfection is love, 
It's more and, a perfect love yeah. than anything else. And to allow his love to fill the gaps mm -hmm. where we can't. Mm -hmm. And I think um, Heavenly Mother's love is there for us, too. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes mm -hmm. when we are feeling off or not completely ourselves, it's important to ask in the name of Christ to be filled with that love, even if it's just for a split second. Please, Heavenly Father, help me to know who I am again. I've lost track of myself, or I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so tired, I feel so disconnected from who I am. So I think prayer is huge in motherhood. For definitely. me, it is. Yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, I just wanted to touch on um, kind of a different perspective um, for two reasons, and that would be, um, from my own personal experience, my mother passed away when I was 14, so I grew up without a mom. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are um, women out there that have suffered from that um, loss and that detachment. Um, so I just wanted to say that motherhood can uh, come from other sources, not necessarily biologically. I know that my grandmother was a mother figure to me, and without her, I, um, I think that we all need some form of that motherly connection, whether whether it is from um, Heavenly Mother or um, your own mother or any woman in your life. And I know that without that connection and relationship with my grandmother, um, I would have walked through life um, with a lot of loss and darkness in my life. And there is just as much value in her um, relationship as I um, would have had with my own mother. Mm -hmm. And I also wanted to say that there are women that cannot have children mm -hmm. and you can still be a mother to someone or multiple people um, so you still have that opportunity to um, have that relationship maybe not in the tradi traditional sense um, just like I didn't have a mother traditionally but that relationship and connection is available for all of us as women to receive and to give. Mm -hmm. yep. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I think that's so important that, you know, to understand that other women can mother in our life and we can mother other, other people as well. And so yes. I feel like that's, that's so important to to point out for sure, because even if you don't have your own children, you can definitely, there's so many children and even adults out there. I was just gonna say, sorry, now I'm all emotional. Um, <laughs> I have a great mother. She's an amazing mother and she's always complimenting me and telling me how wonderful I am. And, um, but then once I got married and I got my mother-in-law, she's also an amazing person and is, is so helpful and supportive. And so I just feel like I have two mothers, you know, um, and it's awesome. It's so wonderful to have so much support. And so even if you have a wonderful mother, you know, there are other women that can, and I, you know, as an adult, I think I was 29 when I got married. so. But I still need that mothering. Don't we all? 
and uh, and it's great to receive it. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't think that once you're an adult, you don't need your mom or a mother figure as well. So, anyway, mm-hmm. that was the thought. Um, I've just been really uh, aware of the different challenges that can come with the subject of motherhood. Thank you, Shayla, for bringing that up, and mm-hmm. thank you for those beautiful thoughts, Janessa. And uh, I know that there are some people, maybe even listening right now, who are really struggling with whatever, whether it's that you can't have children or a loss of a child, or maybe you're struggling with self-worth or uh, any type of a challenge. And I just want to say to you, that you are worth it, and uh, this life is worth it. Uh, I I know that um, sometimes the joy of motherhood can really truly be overshadowed by um, the overwhelming uh, challenges of feeling like the weight is all on you and not having the resources to help you and support you in uh, raising your children. But I want you to know, and this is kind of why we're here, is to let you know you're not alone. There are other women who are dealing with a variety of challenges. And uh, I'm going to say this because I've um, been acquainted with some people quite a number of people over the past year who have considered suicide. Uh, You are loved, you matter, and you belong here. And there is a place and a purpose for you. And whatever challenges or trials you are going through, there is light that comes at the end of the darkness. And I can't say when or where that is, but I just want to really encourage you to hold on if you are in that place and in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Kylie. That was so important. You know, sometimes we feel really isolated as mothers when we're at home, especially in um, and we feel like, I'm the only one going through this. I'm the only one struggling through with this. And it ha- is helpful to know that there are other mothers out there that are going through the same thing and, um, and that there is help and support um, if you reach out and look outside of yourself. And sometimes that's, you know, for me, when I, when I start feeling down, sometimes I just look out and be like, oh, look, there's somebody else that I can serve or a friend that I can talk with um, and, you know, to reach out and find that help because it's out there. Um, so that's really important. Thank you. Um, I had another thought about something that you mentioned, um, Anna Maria, about the, the love and um, showing that love for your children. And um, I was just thinking, I read this book called Unconditional Parenting, and uh, and I, I feel like our our heavenly mother has that unconditional love for us. They, mm-hmm. She just loves us. But um, in this book, it was talking about how we need to have unconditional parenting. Um, we need to have unconditional love for our children, but we also need to help them know that we have that unconditional love or that mm-hmm. we do love them because sometimes we don't actually verbalize it to them. And mm-hmm. so... All, but we were like, oh yeah, they know that we love them. They know that, um, you know, that I that I love them, and we feel like we're telling them. And maybe it's because we have a different way of showing our love. You know, like the five love languages. There's a different way to show love. Um, but we need to make sure that they know that we think they're amazing. That they know that we love them, and that even if they didn't get an A in that class, or they're not into art like we are, or that or music, or whatever, that we still love them, and we accept them, and that no matter what, that they're amazing individuals. And so um, 
that was just a thought that mm-hmm. I that I had that's really important. Just you know, we may think that we're saying it. I I watched this show recently, and it was actually about a dad and his son, and he was really hard on his son. Um, and uh, the mother is kind of like, you know, the son kind of mentions, "Mom, you know, you're the only one that loves me. My dad doesn't love me. I, nothing I do is is perfect." Uh, or is right, and and so she kind of goes, you know, you need to tell your son that you love him, and so he finally does, like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but you know I love you, right? Like this is, <laughs> and and I feel like sometimes we do that, we think that we're telling or showing our kids that we love them. We go to work all day, we cook, we clean, we everything, right? And we're serving them, enough. right? But we have to help them know in their love language or in the way that they know. That we are proud of them, yeah. The way that they can understand, yeah, they they can understand. Mm-hmm. and so anyway, that was that was a thought. But um, yeah, I feel like a mothers are so important. Without mothers, like mothers actually do rule the world <laughs> in a sense because we are raising the next generation. And what is more important than that? Really, we are literally growing hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. The next, the future leaders, the future, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. we're there. And and if we aren't doing our job, then they're going to struggle. And if we are doing our job well, then they'll thrive. They'll thrive and they'll, mm-hmm. you know, be hopefully better than we were when we were mm-hmm. kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's... The next generation will be so amazing. Caveat here. If your children are not thriving, it does not mean you failed as a mother. Right. <laughs> yes. yes. They still get to make their own choices. Yes, for sure. that's true. Yes. But they are equipped with, with much more because... Because you're had, there for yeah. them. Yeah. Because they had secure attachments, whatever yeah. that attachment mm-hmm. looks like. Whatever that motherhood figure is in their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that this will help you find joy in motherhood, that you'll be able to come up with some ideas to help you find joy and um, enjoyment and, and building those relationships with your children and those fun memories. Um, take that time to build those relationships with your children and have fun and enjoy being a mother because it can be amazing. And, you know, try and focus on those bright spots in your life when you, you know, enjoy that. So anyway, but thank you so much for this awesome conversation. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for joining our Mother Heart Circle. Please send us your thoughts, inspiration, experiences, and stories. Your voice is important. Your wisdom and your hearts are needed. We believe in you, we love you, and thank you for being you.